0: Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us today for this Ask Amy episode. We wanted to take a look now at the end of 2022, a look back at some of the stories. We're not calling it the best of, but really the stories that resonated with a lot of our viewers um, and people that we hear from every day. We wanted to look back at these stories that. People continued to send us emails about, questions about. We know that people saw these stories online when they were trying to troubleshoot their own problem, and then they would email us, and it's like, oh, yeah, we talked about that. Here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to know. And so we're hoping that by sharing these stories here, you can share them with loved ones if they find themselves in these situations. Um, The first one, we're going to get right down to it. We wanted to talk to you about mail theft. So we started these stories in early 2022. And originally, our stories were about check washing people emailing us and telling us that they were having problems with their banks because they had written checks, they had put them in the mail, and they thought that the bill was paid or whatever they sent the check out for, only to learn that when the check was cashed it it had been washed and made out to somebody entirely different and in many cases the amount had changed so after we did two or three of these stories about check washing we realized the bigger issue was about mail theft not just check washing take a look you'll see what i mean a broken box here. Awful. Awful. A seemingly isolated case there.
1: 6300 bucks. It's a lot of money.
0: KPRC2 Investigates has introduced you to victims.
2: This is the check that I wrote.
0: Their checks, stolen out of mailboxes. It was $25. Washed, rewritten, and cashed for thousands more. Made out to strangers.
3: The check had cleared, but it was written for $7,800 to an unknown person.
0: But we've learned what's happening now is much bigger.
2: It's happening everywhere, but Texas, New York, California, Ohio, and Florida are by far the
0: worst. Frank Albergo is the president of the Postal Police Officers Association. Forget the one-offs where thieves go box to box to steal mail. These are volume attacks.
2: Hundreds of victims in one volume attack. It's, it's a serious
1: problem.
0: Thieves are robbing mail carriers at gunpoint, all over the country. This mailman in East Houston asked homeowners to call police seconds after he was robbed on his route. Thieves want the mail, but they're also after these arrow keys.
2: An arrow key can give access to all the mail in a zip code.
0: One arrow key can open hundreds of mailboxes and these blue postal service boxes. Just last week, deputies arrested this pair in a traffic stop on the Sam Houston tollway on the east side. Cops say they found cocaine, marijuana, 120 pieces of mail and a U.S. Postal Service master key. Albergo said when carriers are robbed of the keys, the Postal Service knows which zip code is at risk. But they don't share that information with people who live there.
2: Not only do they not notify people, they downplay the problem.
0: And we've learned crooks are selling the keys online for up to $1,000. They also buy and sell checks from stolen mail in messaging apps like Telegram and WhatsApp. It's where this picture was posted, five checks for sale. Four of them dropped in this West Houston mailbox days earlier. Hi, yes, this is Amy Davis with KPRC. I'm looking at a check that you wrote. It has been posted for sale online. We called the owners to let them know their checks and their bank accounts were exposed. It was. Pan- Jeremy Lord rushed to his bank to cancel the check he had written to his insurance company.
4: The bank did recommend closing the account and also advised that I. Be uh, very careful about writing checks moving forward.
0: The U.S. Postal Inspection Service does admit it's seen an increase in mail theft complaints and robberies of postal employees that started during the pandemic. At that same time, the agency benched its entire postal police force by issuing this August 2020 advisory, limiting their jurisdiction to protecting postal service premises only.
2: And since then, mail theft has absolutely exploded.
0: I mean, obviously there's a correlation.
3: We were just pulled and I, it, it, it makes no sense.
0: You have a badge. Correct. You have a gun. Yes. You have handcuffs. Yes. Landy Layton is a Postal Police Association member. He's served in Houston since 2010, but says sitting on the sidelines watching mail theft surge makes him feel useless.
3: If we're not out there to see it, deter it, prevent it. Obviously, you're gonna get what we have now, which is a spike in all that.
0: No one from the Postal Service would talk with us on camera, but when we asked for all reported cases of mail theft in Greater Houston, they told us in 2021, they received more than 8,400 complaints of mail theft here. The most complaints came from zip code 77494, 232 complaints here in the Katy Cinco Ranch area. (laughs) But no matter where you live, the best thing you can do to protect yourself and your money, never, ever put a check in the mail.
2: It's similar to McDonald's saying, don't eat hamburgers. I mean, that's literally what's happening. We're literally telling people, don't mail anything in a blue collection box. The Postal Service brand is being destroyed, and they're allowing it to happen. They have a police force. It's called the Postal Police Force. They should use it.
0: So, yeah, it's coming up now at the end of the year. We have big payments due, checks that we're used to just mailing in because we think, oh, that's the only way to pay them conveniently property taxes, for example. I've got to send my payment in, and I just thought the other day there is absolutely no way I'm sticking that check in the mail. Um, that is something that that this um, issue has now changed for me, is that I will never put a check in the mail. Um, if you look at any sort of bill, any type of payment you need to make, there is almost always, 95% of the time, an alternate way to get that bill paid, either driving it to a location, which is probably the least convenient, um, or, for example, the Harris County, um, tax office has a phone number that you can call and the, you can um, do a check by phone so basically they're taking the money out of your checking account the same way they would if you mailed the check but you can do that all by telephone and you don't have to worry about somebody intercepting your check we did do a follow-up on that story and we learned um, that texas was seeing a ton of armed robberies of mail carriers more so than any other state in the in the nation and so we in september whenever we asked for the numbers um, the postal service told us that 250 mail carriers had been robbed nationwide as of september of 2022 56 um, 56 of those or 22 percent of that number were robbed in Texas and then 35 of those were in the greater Houston area so definitely sort of a scary time to be a mail carrier in Texas and in Houston and then as we now know we continue to get emails from people and calls from people saying oh my gosh My community mailbox was broken into and somebody stole that arrow key, that key that now opens every mailbox in a particular zip code. And they're shocked that the Postal Service did not alert them to say, hey, don't continue to put your mail in this box because it is now um, at risk of being stolen because we know somebody has the key to just come in and open those boxes. I mean, best advice that I tell everybody, never put a check in the mail. Um, And so that's what we've learned from that. This is a story that we will continue to follow up um, and do stories on. And we want to hear from you if you're experiencing any of these issues. We'll follow up um, and, and hopefully the situation can improve. Another story that we did that got a lot of attention were, we, we titled it Ghost Thermostats. So we got a phone call. Again, we've done this story in the past, but we got a phone call from a gentleman who had installed a smart thermostat in his home. Um, so many of us have them now because you can use your phone. You may, maybe you're downstairs and your thermostat is upstairs, or maybe you're away from your home. You can use your phone to control your thermostat and change it or turn the air off or turn the air up so it cools down before you get home. This gentleman had noticed that during a heat wave in the summertime in Houston that his thermostat was automatically adjusting. He already kept it very warm in his house, like 80 degrees, and while he's sitting there, he noticed that his thermostat was bumped up to 84 degrees, and then he'd turn it down, and then it would go up again. Watch, we'll show you. Rick O'Loughlin relies on fans to keep his Bear Creek home cool. He does his part to conserve energy by setting his thermostat to a warm 80 degrees.
3: As long as I keep the air moving, I'm comfortable.
0: But one day in May, he noticed a difference, and so did his four-legged roommates.
3: And the dogs came in, and they sat for a minute, and they were still, they were panting, and I'm sweating.
0: When Rick checked his thermostat, it was set to 84 degrees. He adjusted it back down, and then it went back up. The same day and on another day when Rick wasn't even home.
3: And I went, this is
0: crazy. A call to his retail electric provider, Tri Eagle, revealed Rick agreed to let the company adjust his thermostat when he installed this free smart thermostat they mailed him last year.
3: I do like the idea of a smart house. And I thought, oh, a smart thermostat, what a great thing. Anywhere in the world I can go and see what the temperature is in the house, I can control it.
0: He didn't know TriEagle could also control it. And when we started asking questions, we learned if you sign up for any electric provider's demand response program, they can adjust your thermostat anytime, even if there are no energy alerts from ERCOT. ERCOT told us it hasn't issued an energy alert day since February of 2021. But a TriEagle representative told us the company can issue them independently and as frequently as they want. And TriEagle has curtailed the electricity of its customers often this year.
3: It was hot muggy. I mean, obviously the humidity was coming in.
0: When Rick called TriEagle, they couldn't tell him or us how the company decides to adjust thermostats or by how many degrees. But TriEagle said customers can opt out of its demand response program at any time. It was
3: pretty miserable.
0: So we heard from a lot of people after that story aired, and when we posted it and shared it on social media, a lot of people incorrectly assume that when you put a smart thermostat in your home, you're automatically giving sort of ERCOT and these electric companies and CenterPoint access to your thermostat to let them control your air conditioning or your heat. That is not true. So you have to opt into these programs, these demand response programs. But what a lot of people, like Rick, didn't realize is, is that he had opted in It was sort of a sneaky way of doing it. Had he read the fine print when he received that smart thermostat in the mail from his electric provider, he would have seen that it said something to the effect of, when you install this, you are agreeing to participate in our demand response program. So we wanted to know how many people are actually doing that. We can't tell you how many people have voluntarily agreed to let their electric providers adjust their thermostats because we asked Centerpoint, we asked ERCOT, we asked several electric providers, but none of us would give us those total counts. Um, What we do know, something that we did learn investigating this story, is that electric providers receive financial incentives for every kilowatt of electricity that they're able to curtail when they convince their customers to sign up to these demand response programs. So TriEagle Energy, for example, wouldn't tell us how much it makes when it adjusts customers' thermostats, even when ERCOT and CenterPoint are not asking people to conserve energy, but they are making some amount. The reason that they're doing that, part of the reason, is that they get money back um, by adjusting people's thermostats. So not necessarily a bad thing to sign up for those demand response programs. We just want to let people know exactly what it is you're signing up for and sort of how the whole thing works. Um, We wish there were more transparency in that process. So that is something that we definitely will follow up with. You know, we're all about um, alerting people to scams. And so when we hear from consumers about something that they've fallen into, sort of a trap that they felt like um, they they didn't know was coming, we usually hear from them after they've fallen for it. And so we try to protect you from falling for those same things. So when we come back, we want to um, go through a whole series of scams, um, all different, that we've uncovered this year and ways to avoid them. So we will talk about that on the other end of this break. All right, welcome back. Who is ready to talk about scams? You probably think you would never fall for anything. You're a pretty savvy consumer, right? Well, that is exactly what all of the people who reached out to me in this series of scams thought. The first one we're starting with is a cash app job scam. We know a lot of people are looking for jobs, new jobs. So many people have gotten used to doing job interviews via Zoom and Teams, virtual interviews, and sort of maybe never even meeting your employer face-to-face before you take a job. And that is why we thought that this scam would be relevant and would um, resonate with so many people. So we want to let you hear from Karen Miller. So Karen Miller and her husband had to cancel their honeymoon because Karen lost all of their honeymoon money when she thought she was getting a job.
4: I done filled out over
0: 75
4: job applications in Houston, Texas.
0: Seventy five. OK, and I'm just trying to get a job. In this now viral video, Karen Miller took I'm to TikTok excited. to warn others about what happened to her. After a great first interview with the company she found on Indeed, Karen was invited for a second virtual interview.
4: So I thought it was legit and everything that they were explaining to me seemed legit. I had to fill out a paper for my payroll. All of that seemed legit. Then things went south. We were on Zoom um, and then we switched to Microsoft Teams and they asked me to continue to click different links because their website was down. on their end. While waiting, the employer asked her to pay for her background check. So in doing that, I used my cash app and that's how they got in. And my cash app was still open on my computer.
0: It appears that when clicking the different links as instructed, Karen was actually allowing someone to hack into her computer.
4: And then an hour later, I realized all of our honeymoon fund was actually gone.
0: 3500 They are trying new tactics, getting more creative. Leah Napaliello with the Houston Better Business Bureau says job scams are up. A few red flags, a high paying job, but the tasks seem easy. Job materials look unprofessional with spelling errors and your research of the company comes up empty. Can't find when they started or anything aside from what they have placed on their own website. Then that is concerning. Scammers did send Karen a company website, but it's gone now. The money she lost, also gone, and she still doesn't have a job. Still, Karen and Matt say they won't let the bad news get them down. These are my bouquets for my um, bridesmaids. They got married this past weekend and are making the best out of Matt's week off. We
4: trust, we really trust in everything happens for a reason. So honestly, even though that we, we won't be able to go on a honeymoon, we're going to make the best of
0: it by just staying home and taking care of house things. So we did ask Indeed what it is doing to keep scammers off of its platform. We know that it's very difficult because somebody could pose as an employer, and even if they catch them, somebody like Karen reports that hey, you know this this listing was not actually for a legitimate job, and say Indeed takes it down, and then the next day they pop up as some other type of employer. Um, so Indeed actually didn't answer our questions um, on what exactly that they're doing um, to to stop that fraud on its platform, but we. We can tell you that, that if this happens to you, one very smart good place to report it to is the Internet Crime Complaint Center. The website is IC3. Dot gov. And so what the Internet Crime Complaint Center is, it is made up of law enforcement officers who specialize in cyber crimes, any sort of crime that happens online, via your email, any of these um, apps. And so it's made up of FBI agents in sort of cyber crime and also with officers at local police departments and sheriff's departments and they're all working together to track these crimes that happen over the internet and so they're not really going to solve your problem for you you can't necessarily expect that when you report a crime to them that they're going to resolve it and get your money back that's not usually what happens but what it does do is it helps law enforcement track these crimes across multiple law enforcement agencies they all sort of pool together their knowledge and the complaints that they've received so that they can figure out robocall scams you know these sort of um, scams where they're sending emails or they're faking a phone number and sending it to you they can piece together all these things to finally track and get back to the bad guys who are sending these out so your complaints to the internet crime complaint center even though you may not get your money back will help in the long run stop these crimes ic3.gov the next scam, you know, sometimes I hear some of these things so frequently, some of these ploys and tricks and schemes. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we've been doing those stories for like a decade. Who has not heard about that? Have you heard of the grandparent scam? This is one of those that I'm like, it's so old. Everybody's heard of that. Everyone would know not to fall for it, right? The way the grandparent scam works is usually somebody picks up a phone. Usually it's an older person and the the. Um, caller ID makes it appear that the person calling you is your adult grandchild or maybe your teenage grandchild, and they're telling you, Grandma or Grandpa, I've been arrested. I don't want Mom and Dad to know. I really need your help. This You're my only phone call, maybe from jail, or it's some scenario of you know like this. I need you to send me money. Can you wire me money? Can you send me money via Venmo? Of course, the grandparent doesn't want their child um, in danger, and they want to help, and they're like, we'll work out the rest of the details later so they send money and then it turns out it wasn't your grandkid at all okay we've heard that story that's been happening for more than a decade but we got a phone call from 25 year old john Shawdell, and he fell victim to the grandparent scam he's not a grandparent he's 25 years old here's how it worked and and here's why um, the fraudsters were so effective in getting him to pay thousands of dollars listen up
1: so I just heard some crying on the phone and then some man's voice came on and basically he just said, I escaped from jail and I have your mom hostage, essentially.
0: As the crying continued in the background, Shadel said the man demanded money.
1: My family is not helping me out. I just need some quick money. Um, if you Venmo me, I will basically just walk away right now. And and leave. I don't know. I thought this guy was going to beat up and kill my mom.
0: With the caller on the line, John texted his father, an H P D officer, trying to let him know his mom was in danger. He texted his younger brother, "Mom has been kidnapped. Wake up, dad!" But when the man on the phone grew more angry and irate, John did what he asked. He sent nine hundred dollars by Venmo to protect his mother. Seconds later, he got a response from his brother. My
1: little brother texts me and says. Um, I just checked and they're both in their bedroom. Like, no, she's not getting robbed.
0: The money was gone. Meanwhile, his mom had been safe at home. Asleep. I was like, what? Yes, of course I'm home. What's what's going
1: on? I've never gotten scammed before, and this guy was so good.
0: The thieves are spoofing the phone numbers of loved ones, meaning it makes the call look like it's coming from someone you know. But investigators say if you get one of these calls, demand to speak with your loved one. Ask questions only they would know the answers to. And stay calm. The calls work so well because the thieves are creating a sense of panic and urgency. When it was all over, John's overwhelming emotion? Relief.
1: I told my mom, I would pay $1,000 every day to not have you to have to go through that experience
4: alone. I don't want anyone else to fall for this, and I don't want them to go through the pain that my son went through and that our family had to you know, experience. It's horrific.
0: One thing that we don't know or that is not entirely clear is how those thieves connected John's phone number with his mother's phone number. But a lot of people, a lot of experts say that um, fraudsters glean a lot of information from social media, and that is why that they say you shouldn't put everything out there for everybody to see because you never know who's looking at your profile and looking at your pages to try to say, oh, John Shaddell, well, his mother is here and look, she posted her phone number on her page because they say they just piece all that together and and they have enough to convince you and to trick you out of your money. All right, so the next scam that popped up was a reverse Zelle scam. So if you're not using Cash App, you're not using Venmo, chances are you might be using Zelle, and you might come across a scam like this, and when you do, we hope you'll say, ah, we saw that story on Ask Amy, we're not falling for it. Take a look. Hank Molinar received a text that went something like this. Bank of America Fraud Alert. Did you just attempt a Zelle transaction of $2,000? Please reply yes or no. I
3: knew the number
0: was a fraudulent number. As
3: a precaution,
0: Molinar oh. called Bank of America's toll-free number to make sure there was no transfer. Now, follow along closely.
3: While I was waiting, they said the whole time would be in, in excess of 20 minutes. So if you want to call back, press 1. Three minutes later... I get a call back from what appears to be Bank of America because it was the same number.
0: Molnar's phone records prove he called Bank of America on May 17th and minutes later got a call back from what appears to be that same number.
3: And she acted like she was going to help me and she said she was looking at my account. We also have another transfer in the amount of $1,500 to the same person. And also, did you use your, or your debit card at a Walmart in Dallas for 630 some odd dollars? I was like, no, I wasn't in Dallas.
0: Molinar said the caller told him he had to set up a reverse transaction in Zelle to get that money back. He followed the instructions, but the next day, his money was gone. It's almost a perfect scam. Consumer expert and author Bob Sullivan says it's about timing. The thieves send you a text, assume you'll call the bank directly, and be told to wait.
2: The criminal knows that's gonna happen and they call you back five minutes later. And what else are you going to assume other than it's Bank of America calling you back?
0: Bank of America denied Molinar's fraud claim saying he initiated the transfer.
3: And I was like, well, no, wait a minute. This was, this was fraud. I, you know, y'all supposedly called me back.
2: Clearly the consumer's not actually authorizing the transaction, the consumer is being manipulated into pressing the buttons to
3: help the criminal with the transaction.
0: Sullivan says the Electronic Funds Transfer Act, specifically Regulation E, says banks should refund the victim's money in these scenarios. But the banks are interpreting the law differently. It's why he said if this happens to you, you should file complaints with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and the Texas Attorney General and save your paperwork, texts, and notes. We did reach out to Bank of America. A representative wouldn't talk about Molinar's case specifically, um, except to say that um, the only thing that they do, they say that Bank of America has a warning that pops up any time you're going to make a Zelle transaction that says you should not transfer money as a result of an unexpected call or text. I mean, we know Molinar thought he was expecting that call, so it doesn't really apply to him. We also know now that banks, a lot of these same banks that created the Zelle um, platform, are trying to put together some tougher... Um, protections that would actually allow consumers to get their money back. That is still in the works. We will keep you posted if any of that actually happens. Crypto scams. Let's talk about that. Oh, my goodness. If you invested any money in crypto, um, you know that investors said, don't put money there that you can't afford to lose, right? Because it is such a volatile um, system exchange right now. And We know that a lot of the um, Bitcoin and a lot of the cryptocurrencies have plummeted. But when we did this story sort of at the beginning of 2022 this 20 year old it wasn't him who reached out to us it was his father who was trying to give his son a little bit of autonomy a little bit of freedom and in investing some of the money that he had earned but his father got worried and you will see why when you watch this story
3: he's been investing since he's, he's a sophomore in high school
0: Elias Garcia Sr. knows his son is good with money But his latest buy on this cryptocurrency website has him worried.
3: When I saw that website, I am like, oh, wait, 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 wait,
0: wait. Maybe it's way too much. The idea of crypto exchange base is simple. The more you put, it multiplies. The problem? Elias Jr. can't get his money out. His broker keeps asking him to add more money to his account before he can make a withdrawal.
1: To be honest... I knew it was kind of sketch from the beginning.
0: The Federal Trade Commission says in the past year, consumers reported losing eighty million dollars to cryptocurrency investment fraud. That's ten times more than the previous year. Red flags you should avoid: a guarantee that you'll make money, the promise of big payouts or free money.
1: I put in three hundred, I got like seven hundred in profit. So I had like I had a one thousand.
0: Then he added $2,300 more, hoping for that quick promised profit. KPRC2 Investigates tried for weeks and couldn't reach anyone from the crypto exchange website. We also discovered these pictures of purported real people praising the website and testimonies aren't real at all. They're stock photos and we found them all over the internet.
3: You need to be cautious.
0: Clay Rawlings is the author of Bitcoin for Beginners. He says the Garcia family debate is a generational divide he sees often.
3: Gen X is somewhat suspicious. Millennials are very accepting of it. And Gen Z is all in.
0: Clay believes crypto is here to stay.
3: It's no different than when the internet showed up in 95 and people made fun of it. Nobody understood it. By 2000, everybody was getting on it.
0: Aliyah Sr. is still worried, but agrees now, while his son is young, is the best time to try something like this.
1: It's time to support him. I mean, this might be a crazy idea, but let's support him. Honestly, if I lose the money, oh well. If I don't lose the money, oh well. What it is what it is.
0: All right, pretty scary. I don't know about you, but I am not willing to part with my money that easily. That is why you always want to make sure if you do decide to invest in crypto, you want to make sure that the exchange that you're using to buy and sell and trade is reputable. On ClickToHouston.com, we have listed the five most popular exchanges with links to each of them. That does not mean that you won't fall for a scam if you're using those platforms, but these are some of the most reputable crypto exchanges out there. We thank you so much for watching this latest episode of Ask Amy. We hope that you can go online and see our show notes if you want more information about any of the stories that we've mentioned here. And we hope that you'll email me with any questions that you have or story ideas or topics at at kprc.com. Have a great day.